The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Police are still searching for community members who set alight a woman at the weekend in Itireleng's informal settlement, which is west of Pretoria. Now, she was accused of killing a nine-year-old child for Muti. The nine-year-old boy was found lying face down along a stream with a cut in his stomach and a head wound. This is not the first instance where people have been fingered for Muti killings. And we've heard of reports where people's eyes have been gouged out, where their private parts have been cut off. And last week, the Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Rights Commission also urged traditional healers not to use body parts for healing. Also on the Forum at 8 this morning, we ask you, how do we stop these ritual killings? Love to hear your input. The lines are open 891 SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Now, earlier we spoke to uh, Colonel Nokolo Kweza, who gave us the latest regarding the most recent suspected Muti killing case in Itereleng. The incident happened on the 25th of February at uh, Itereleng, where the little boy was electrocuted, is what the post-mortem revealed. As a result of him being electrocuted, we have opened an inquest docket, and that investigation is continuing. Yes, there were allegations of um, multi-killing, and that also we are investigating in terms of those allegations where they are coming from. If you would remember that there was a a lady that was um, killed, sent to death, following those allegations, of muti um, killing. It would be difficult for us to reveal much about that at this stage because we, uh, regarding her death, we have opened the murder case. We're busy with, it, with that investigation. So we won't be able at this stage to say exactly, you know, give you more information on that since that would form part and parcel of the investigation that must still go to court. We don't have really evidence that is that says this is for sure witchcraft. This is not for sure witchcraft. And uh, that was a conversation we had earlier with uh, Colonel Nokolo Kweza on the latest uh, regarding that uh, case that has been dubbed a muti killing case in Itereleng. So just a reminder of the question that we are asking this morning, how do we stop ritual murders? And we have with us uh, Colonel Ati Lamprecht, who's commander of Harmful Occult Related Crimes at South African Police Service. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Colonel. Thank you. Good morning. And also with us, um, Pepsi Lemasego, who is a national coordinator of the Traditional Healers Organization. And she's also an Inyangak. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Colonel, uh, much appreciated uh, there, ma'am. And, um, Colonel, let's start with you. How prevalent are ritual killings in South Africa? That is, um, first of all, very difficult, difficult for the police to say. And the reason for that is that these type of cases are, are merely registered as, as murder. Um, the crime codes does not give an indication in terms of the modus operandi. In other words, what was the motivation why this murder was committed? But I do think South Africa um, might be one of the countries in the world where it is still happening way too frequently. And... Um, for that reason, the police have to take special care to look at this type of investigations.
Now, as you say, it's not an easy one. It is quite difficult. But um, also just when people think of ritual murders, immediately they think of, uh, you know, uh, incidents involving traditional leaders and traditional healing and that sort of thing. They very often do not think about cults and, you know, that sort of activity also feeding into this. But we have seen, um, at least reported in our media of late, uh, many of those type of incidents. It, it is so, and I think um, it's very important that people must understand that there are differences in terms of the different motives. For example, if it is a murti killing where the, the body parts are harvest, harvested, it will normally be, the victim will be somebody that is pure, that can give additional power to this murti. It is not something where you, for example, will go and kill somebody in the street that's old and then use it as murti. No, there are specific requirements in terms of, of what is needed. And in that chain, you, you will have your Sangoma, you will have a patient, and you will have a person who will go and kill. And then you get the other type, which is becoming more and more a problem for us, where people, for example, say somebody is responsible for something evil that happened. And they will then go to an unethical Sangoma, or we refer to them as the Balois, who will then point out a witch, and the community will come and pretty much all of the cases, they will go and kill innocent people. Now, that is a huge problem. And and the motive behind that will be to counter something that was already bad with something that is almost worse. Mm. And then just in terms of the relationship that exists between yourselves as the uh, police and also, um, you know, traditional leaders and traditional healers, is there a good working relationship with in trying to curb this particular scourge? Absolutely. Um, there are also people from, from my staff joining in on the quarterly meetings of the Traditional Healers Council. People need to understand that they also want to get rid of these unethical sangomas who uses um, medicine and with human tissue and those type of things because that is not what they stand for. Mm. Um, uh, Mom uh, let me come to you. Now, firstly, uh, you are an Inyanga. So what's the difference between a sangoma and Inyanga? <clears throat> Thank you, Sakina. In, in fact, I think there's, there's so much that needs to be explained around the around how we work as a profession, um, and 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 the allegations thereof. Mm. Um, the first thing that I think uh, is important for us to respond to is is who exactly is a traditional health practitioner? Okay. Who is a healer in South Africa? In South Africa, we've got the Traditional Health Practitioners Act, which is Act. Uh, 22, number 22 of 2007, that detects who, who can be, you know, who can be categorized as a healer. It says there are four categories of traditional health practitioners in South Africa. The first one is the diviners, which are, which are largely known as Izangoma. Those are people that would have been initiated, received the calling, and, and also can mentor other people into healing. Okay. And then the second one is that of Inyanga. Inyanga, is, in most cases, it is somebody that has been trained for a long time in traditional medicine application and has been trained by a Sangoma, who is somebody that is well-trained and knowledgeable in traditional medicine and the actual art of healing. And then there's a traditional attendant, which is, in, in most cases, it's an elderly woman in a village or in an, a, a certain community that are sleeping in areas of birthing. And then the, the fourth one is the traditional surgeon, which, which, which assists young children. It could be women, it could be, it, and it could be boys or girls, 
into the right of passage and in education. <clears throat> so the, in, in, in actual uh, case, there are four uh, categories of social health practitioners in the Republic. Mm. But, but and, then... And, it... and we just lost her there. But we'll try and get her back in the meantime, uh, just explaining to us the different categories of uh, traditional healers that exist in South Africa. And uh, we are uh, talking about uh, the issue of um, muti or ritual killings and what exactly is at the bottom of this and also how can we as a nation stop these ritual killings. Uh, Those are the questions that we are dealing with this morning on the Forum at 8. And um, we're also speaking to the police because uh, very often they are left to investigate, you know, uh, the aftermath of uh, these killings when they do happen. And as we heard uh, Colonel Ati Lamprecht said, it's very, very, uh, very difficult in certain instances to actually uh, for the police to categorize some of these murders. But we do have Mam Pepsile back and um, we just lost you there after you had described to us the difference between the four categories. It's 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 it, it's very sad that as traditional health practitioners we constantly have to explain ourselves on how we work and so on. But in any cases, it's it, it's okay. I think it's it's probably important that we continue to educate people around how we do things. Um, you know, I was just explaining to you that uh, you know there is no way in the vocabulary, there is no way in the way of practice of traditional health practitioners where it says human tissue can be used in healing. You know, and there, there is no way like that. That is why in most cases. When you find that there are cases that involve not just only traditional hypertension, I was hoping that uh, that 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 that, that uh, Captain Lambrecht was going to speak to this. It is it is not necessarily traditional health practitioners or people that are related to that that are, more, are largely caught with with human tissues. You know, sometimes you find that it's a person in church. Some, uh, I mean, in in, in in Christianity, in religion, you know, and and, and sometimes it's young people that are, that are just being sent to do this thing. So it is not always the case that it's a traditional health practitioner that is involved in that. Mm. So, but then people, because they want to, you know, go out of murder, because people want, do not want to be attached to, to, to murdering, they always attach a healer in all of these things that get to happen. However, there are people that call themselves healers who are very much unethical, which has nothing to do with traditional healing and traditional and the THO that goes into, into murdering of people. So the one thing that we need to do, being media, being the police and every other person in South Africa, is that we need to be able to, uh, you know, to understand that there's a distinction between a healer and someone that murders people. And anyone that murders people is conducting a criminal activity and those people should be handled in that understanding. Mm. But the problem does exist uh, because according to uh, the Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Communities, um, they've acknowledged that there is a problem and that, that, that there were still some traditional healers who were ordering body parts. So there is a problem here, uh, Mam Pepsil. Yes, Sakina. The, 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 the problem that we're having is the same thing that I've said to you. You know, that is why the THO, the traditional healers organization, is working in partnership with the CRL Commission, the very same commission we're talking about, is, is working with the, the, the Department of Traditional Affairs, and we are not going to be working with the, with the Commission on Gender Equality because largely the people that get affected negatively are, are your women, and, and in most cases it's the elderly women because, you know, they get, as you grow older, you get, you get this, uh, this figure and so on, and people tend to attach you to anything that is evil and, and, and untoward. 
So that is why it's important for the THO to, you know, to partner with all of these institutions and also the National Lottery Board in ensuring that, one, we educate healers around human rights so that they understand and respect the, the importance of life and dignity, you know, and, and, and also educate also the public to say to them, you know, as a healer, I have my own right, and it's important that communities understand and respect that. So we, we are on a, on a huge campaign, you know, to, to end witchcraft-based violence, and also to say to healers, it is important that when you perform your work, when you diagnose and do all sorts of things, it's important that you do not, you know, witch hunt people. You do not call people witches. You know, you, you concentrate on the illness. Treat a person. If you not, you do not have the ability to treat people, do not refrain from, from, from handling cases, healing cases of people. Otherwise, then they, it gives the profession a very evil and a very bad name. Mm. And, and and certainly does because you know when you look at uh, uh, things like the treatment of HIV AIDS for example and very often it is said that traditional healers um, would uh, tell people that they can in fact cure this as opposed to sending people to hospital which then raises the question why would a traditional healer then claim that they can in fact heal something like that when they can't no, I, I don't think that has, nothing, has anything to do with, with murdering and killing people. I don't think that has anything to do with that. But then I know that, you know, the, the one thing that you need to understand with HIV AIDS is that it is a syndromic disease, meaning it is a disease that affects the entire system of your body. If, 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 I mean, one of the things that happens to you is that you present some symptoms. Among others, you know, you, you have aching joints, you know, you, you've got painful feet and swelling, swelling feet and so on. And you find that some of the traditional health practitioners are able to treat people with swelling feet. Probably at some point you find that it is caused by liver problems. Sometimes you find that it is caused by a whole lot of other things. So you, that is why you find that with other healers, they'll tell you, no, 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 if you have a problem, you're presenting with vomiting. I am able to assist you stop vomiting. And indeed they can stop vomiting. So that is why the THO has taken up a program which is called Primary Healthcare Program because we want to educate not just only the healers but also the consumers of African traditional medicine to say to them, these are cases that healers can be able to handle. But anything that is over and above that, we always refer. But however, it is not necessarily our responsibility as a profession that we have to, you know, that we have to, to perform the entire thing and to seem to be, you know, and to, to be seen to be Western, well, 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 to be to be working for Western medicine. We not we we, we we not we not help us for Western medicine. We are partners with Western medicine, and Western medicine should understand that there are cases that themselves as well they cannot be able to handle, and those cases should be referred back to healers. You know, that is the kind of relationship that we need to maintain, being professionals all over. Mam Pepsile Maseko, National Coordinator of the Traditional Healers Organization, also an Inyanga, and uh, Colonel Ati Lamprex, Commander of Harmful Occult Related Crimes in the South African Police Service. Those are our guests this morning. The lines are open 0891-104-208 as we ask you, how do we stop ritual killings in South Africa? An important announcement for Defensex investors. The repayment administrators appointed by the South African Reserve Bank have proposed a repayment plan to the Western Cape High Court and have commenced the claims registration process. Please visit www.rawa.co.za or call 012-429-0033 for more information. BBM Media, in partnership with SAFM, 
will be hosting the Eastern Cape Social Development Symposium that will reflect on 20 years of changing people's lives. The symposium will be reflecting on women empowerment, early childhood development and strengthening of families. The event will take place at the East London ICC on the 27th of March 2015. To register, email us on rsvp at bbmmedia.co.za or call us on 082-923-4402. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the forum at 8 this morning, we ask how do we stop ritual killings, especially in light of the latest story in uh, Itireleng, where there has been a recent suspected case of Muti killings. Let's go to John in Randburg. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is John from Randburg. Good morning to you, to your panel, and all of South Africa. Um, the point I want to make is that ministers, Christian ministers in Tens of thousands of churches around our country should make more of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. This was the sacrifice to end all sacrifices, to bring us to God. If people really understood that, there could be no need of any other ritual killings and sacrifices. Thank you. Okay, thank point. you so much, John in Randburg. Opa, you're in Togoza. Good morning. Morning, morning, Katina. How are you? Well, and you? Fine, thanks. Um, I think there are three categories that you need to focus on. One is the intention of the racial killing. Recently in South Africa, we have this highly, highly growing religion um, called Satanism. These are the people who normally do racial killings. But we also have people who are dealing with donating human parts abroad. Mm. And the intention could be that they too could be involved. Now, the third category of which you're not denying, there might be some traditional healers who are practicing such. But how do we stop them? I think the best method of stopping the whole thing, firstly, is to deal with this satanism because it's growing and it's growing mainly in young people. How do we educate them about this religion? How do we expose them? And how do we communicate with society around issues of various religions and the impact that they might be doing? Because everything goes with belief. A belief that if I can take your heart, then I can grow richer. A belief that if I can take your finger or your private parts, certain things will change in my life. It's not about traditional healers. It's about the society generally. How do we educate them? when it comes to such practices. Thank you. Thank you so much, Opa. I really appreciate those sentiments there. I just want to ask um, Colonel Lampress, uh, when it comes to uh, these unethical practices, is there a database um, that you have compiled uh, about people whom you have arrested in the past who have been found guilty of these sort of practices? Yeah, obviously we, we do have information on where in South Africa we do have hotspots and also people responsible for, for these things. And to say the communities are a good source of information and we always encourage them, you know, if they want to do it, and honestly they can always find the Crime Stop number anonymously, give us that information. But it is important to, to, to note that all information that you receive is unverified. Only the investigation of those specific crimes 
will reveal whether it is good information that we can work on or not. And as previously indicated, in terms of the, the religious belief system of the person, that is not really important to us. Um, the police's databases does not even capture it it's because it is mere murder. But the reality is that sometimes when some of these beliefs are deeply ingrained in communities, those communities are living in fear. There are places in South Africa where women have to flee towards for their own safety because a person indicated that they will be the next victims of whatever they are planning. Colonel, what are those hotspots that you were referring to? Well, it is rural areas where, where people will have to go, basically, and, and go and stay. Like, for example, the old Vendor, there are a village, cast out witches, where people refer to them as cast out witches. Numerous NGOs are involved there to, to see to the, the welfare of these, these women. Now, needless to say, the, the trauma that is put on those people, they, to, to, to reintegrate them back into society is just a very complicated issue. And there are unethical Sangomas responsible for that. Mm. And then and, and your take on that, uh, Mum uh, Pepsile, because uh, you also, I would uh, imagine, would have a database of people whom you have discovered to be unethical. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Akina. We, we have a, da- a database of people that we've discovered to be unethical, but then most of these people are not people that are associated to, to human tissue trade. No. But then what, <clears throat> what normally happens is that if a person conducts him or herself in a manner that is unbecoming. We, you know, we, we take the person through the entire, you know, process of investigation, discipline, and so on. But then, if I have to come back to, to this issue, the, the one thing that I think needs to happen with the, with the cult unit that is led by, by Kennel, is that they, they need to, to, to begin to open up. They need to begin to share with us some information on who exactly has been found with body parts. Is it is it the ordinary community members? Is it young people? Is it people from from other religions outside of African religion? Is it traditional health practices? Who are these people within this particular kind of community? Because each time, you know, we used to have good relations with them, but we, we, we lost hope in them because they could not tell us exactly who are these people. They could not assist us go back to these communities and where in families where these people were found with body parts because they were impacting directly on the way of our, on our way of life. So we wanted to engage with such communities, but then they could not come forward with all that information because they said that information is, is privy to government and they cannot share that information with us. But then they, 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 our name is being murdered in all of these mm. secrets. So that but, is why but, we said to them, if they have to work with us, they need to understand first and foremost that we've got a profession to protect, we've got a dignity to maintain, and we need to understand, to work with them, you know, on, on, on an understanding that, that says... We, we need to share information with them. We need mm. to understand exactly who are the people that are criminals so that if they are members of the THO, if they are members of any other healer organization, we go back to them and say to them, are you aware that whatever that you do, you are, you, you are, you are conducting a bad business that is impacting negative on us? If they, they happen to be part of a certain church, we need to go back to that church and say, listen, we've got your congregation that is messing up our dignity as a profession. So please try and, and work out things. And please mm. discipline these people not to become uh, uh, your church members anymore. But then they are being secretive about it and it's very difficult to handle this matter. That is why now, Sakino, 
and to the entire business. We're taking Minister of, 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 Trade, uh, traditional, in the, I mean, of, of, of traditional Affairs, uh, Deputy Minister Bopela. We're taking him to, to, to a village that we, that we have named, that, that, we, that is called Baloi Village, which is Helena in Limpompo. We are going there on the 23rd, which is this Monday coming. And then we are going there because there are people that have been alleged as witchcraft victims, witchcraft-based uh, violence victims, and those people had never conducted any of those things. It was a, a case of jealousy. It was a case of, of, of this, some of these people being very old and communities suspected them I mean, on, on killing any person that, I mean, that they laid their hands on. You know, it just, and that, those people are not on traditional health practitioners. Okay. All right. Let's park it there for a moment. We need to go to a news break. When we come back, we'll continue uh, with this discussion. And the question we are asking this morning is how do we stop ritual killings in South Africa? The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thanks so much for tuning in on the Forum at 8 this morning. We ask, how do we stop ritual killings in South Africa? And uh, we are speaking to Colonel Ati Lamprecht and uh, Mam Pepsi Le Maseko. Those are our guests this morning. And just before the break, um, uh, Colonel, I'm not sure how much you heard uh, of what uh, Mam Pepsi Le was saying about the cooperation between the police and themselves. And um, they wanted to know, uh, you know, why have you not disclosed uh, the names of people who have been found with body parts in their possession? Look, the moment the person is, is, is arrested, obviously, and that person appeared in the court, it is, it is open source information. It will be all over the media. But when we are busy with, with a more structured and organized crime syndicate using body parts for obvious reasons, that information will be available to the investigators only. And then uh, here's a question also from Mtunzi um, Mamkeli on Twitter. Mtunzi asks, when uh, police do these raids on uh, traditional healers, do they take samples of the herbs, the medicines, the, the muti that they find there, and do they do some tests to see if uh, body parts were used in these concoctions? From time to time, it, it will happen, and that is also one of the reasons why we sometimes use our biological dogs who can detect human tissue. But I again need to reiterate that it's a very small portion of the traditional healers that are involved in this very dark practice. And I also want to make it clear that some of these people, and and we find it more than once, when you interview them after they've pointed someone out as a witch, they think that they are innocent because they did not murder that person. The reality is that we will charge them with incitement to commit murder because they know very well that that is, will most probably be the end of that individual. Mm. And uh, Mum Pepsila, before I go back to the lines, uh, just a question, uh, the, the question that you put uh, to uh, Colonel Lamprecht. Conversely, have you informed the police when you have found or, uh, uh, you know, received information about uh, some traditional uh, leader, uh, healers unethically um, in the possession of body parts? Have you informed the police of that? We're the ones... Sakina were the ones that was that were working with uh, the Minister of uh, of Women, Children and the Disabled. Uh, uh, I think about three years ago, I think about four years ago, when we still had Minister Nolutando um, as Minister of as, as Minister in, in in this ministry, we are the ones that went in in a number of uh, I mean went on a, on a door-to-door campaign 
in around social Nguve and Hamaskal areas trying to hunt down someone that was perpetrated, that was alleged to, to have killed a young child at the age of 12 years. And, 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 and went, I mean, went our way out to make sure that that person is arrested, that person is removed from the community and all, all sorts of things. So, I mean, we've, we worked with police and, uh, at that particular incident and because we wanted to show people that we are working for life. There is nothing about destroying lives that we support as, as an organization, particularly because we're a professional institution. So, yes, if, if there are cases traceable of people that are involved, alleged to be involved in, in, in killings, as opposed to traditional healing, we definitely investigate those cases and some of those people who bring them forward to, to the police. And, and, and we even say to police, please try and inform us, because you cannot say to us, these are public, and these are inform- this is information in public domain. It is not necessarily always in public domain. You can read about something from media, but not everything that you read on media is, carries the right name and so on. So that is why it's important that when we establish some bilaterals with a department, it is on the basis of trust, on the basis of goodwill, and we need to make sure that things are worked out in a much more professional way. And if that relationship is not forthcoming, why then engage in such a relationship? Well, the question this morning is, how do we stop ritual killings? And before I go to the lines, I just want to read uh, some of your messages coming through. This one says, simple, take away the adjective. It is murder. Mabula in Pretoria says, politicians, business people and influential people in government belong to secret cults for power. Hence, they use such strong muti. And then this one says, the more a socioeconomic situation of people worsen, the more they'll resort to such desperate, gruesome needs. And uh, this one from Noel in in Kluwerkop, uh, Kempton Park says, police must also arrest traditional uh, hero, he, he, healers, sangomas who use body parts for murder, but they do. Vuyo in Joburg says, until the voice of traditional healers comes out loud and uh, they march against the perpetrators, uh, we don't hear from them. This won't uh, then be eradicated. Lerato and Kailicha says, Koko uh, Pepsile, your association is not doing enough to punish or expose the traditional healers uh, that are involved in these Muti killings. Don in Cape Town says uh, the providers are true primitive savages who provide to other primitive savages. And Rookie says all types of killings should be stopped and the police can't arrest and ensure jail terms. This became prevalent because police and prosecutors are not doing their jobs. Not all healers are witches. They were around before the advent of modern healing. Mangali in Mahikeng says the witches hide behind being called traditional healers. The word witch uh, doctor must be brought back and these people must be told to go to university if they want to become healers and this one says do the police focus on satanists and the institution of satanism as a whole as well now just hold on to those thoughts i want to take a few calls and then uh, you'll have an opportunity um colonel and uh mom pepsi to respond to all of this Tsepo in empangeni good morning good morning ma'am hi um Hi, I'd like to greet your, your guests and your, and your audience. Um, I have something to say. Um, I've grown up around a family which was very much traditional, and my mom is a traditional healer. And there's a difference between a traditional healer of which Goma and Inyang. Um, Isangoma is the one who's supposed to detect the problem and Inyanga is the one who's supposed to be given the prescriptions towards solving the problem. 
And there is a, a misconception in all of this because there are cults at the same time. And the number one contributing factor in this high killings is actually the way the way we, 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 we crave for power, the way we crave for money. Because some, some things that they do, what we call uktwala, um, it's where actually they will take some reptilian, a, reti- a reptilian being that is going to contribute and serve that certain people. And then that certain people has to feed back to the reptilian by feeding it blood and, and with all of those type of practices. Hmm? Okay. Mm-hmm. It all sounds... Uh, it's, very, it's very deep. And the number one issue that we should address is actually spiritual education. Because in most cases, when you talk about spirituality, we don't know what we are talking about. As humans, we have not focused in our spirituality. Mm. And this feeding of blood, is it human blood per se? It's human blood, it's human blood because it sacrifices. Because you do it at once and then it's going to serve for that particular time and then it will wear off and then you have to reactivate it by getting another human sacrifice again. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Except, on an, uh, you said you were raised, uh, you, one of your parents was a... Uh, healer she's a healer of course ma'am. she still is a healer and you've seen these she things happen um, I wouldn't say it was done by my mom because it's more like a blood thing that goes in our veins since my mom had this um, I also have it so 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 uh, but, but has your mother um, ever placed uh, you know an order for body parts for example no, my mom is a Sangoma, is a healer, I feel in Yang. Okay, all right. As you say, it's deep and um, pretty confusing as well. But uh, thanks so much for sharing that with us, uh, Tsepo in Mpangeni. Let's go to Khomoto in Orange Grove. Good morning. Good morning, Sagan. How are you? Well, and you? Okay. Um, I think uh, what's happening here is desperate people do desperate things. And um, like this morning, people have been explaining themselves, like just traditional healers and their organization. And I think um, somebody also mentioned that some things happen also in churches. But we always need to go back to the root because there are things that we call foundations that leave people. You know, everyone has got his own or her own foundation. And other people, their foundation are being strengthened by using human blood. And even in schools these days, there's something that we call harmful religious actions where children also are being used either from their foundations or by other people that are desperate to make money and to, and then learn people that are desperate to get some things, especially more on power. Because people are being taught for you to receive power, you need to bring human um things or blood or because like the, the, the mm. previous speaker just spoken about sacrifice mostly that's the whole thing of strengthening the foundation so i think most of the organization must teach individuals because i have seen i'm a pastor at this point in time i have seen people in our church when you think you have taught people and then somebody's very very sick instead of people because in church we promote faith 
instead of somebody following faith that we are teaching and also following the Western or traditional medicine, the person will be all over the place. And people end up, because they're so desperate, end up going into wrong places and end up being influenced to bring the blood of a human being. You know, mm. a lot of, But is it uh, fair to say that that is not faith? I mean, uh, the, 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 there's faith that uh, basically drives that, faith in the fact that this will actually work. No, faith, it works. Anything, like if you use Western medicine, it will be faith that, that helps mm. you through this. If you use traditional healing medicine, it will be faith. If you use spiritual healing, it will be faith. So faith, it depends on a human being, what are you believing in. But the problem is when now people get so desperate, like in areas where I'm working, there are places where they call them names, where people have been killed and our children have been taken there, it is called a ritual abuse. Children have been exposed into those uh, bloods to strengthen them. And then from there, the children have been used terribly because we get them in our churches and we have to help them through out of the, the thing. And they kill each other again. You know, sometimes we, we get them at night where they're going to meet at a certain place, where they're going to kill one of the children. And then if they're not being caught, it will not be told who killed it. You'll find that it is um, this religion that people say we must not mention it. And then we, we have called them harmful religious activities. So many children also, they will tell us that, you know, some of the children that you don't know who killed them, it's us because we've been sent for more power to deal with ABCD. So maybe we need a lot of teachings to people that even under that desperate measures, like if somebody's looking for a job, somebody wants somebody's wife or somebody's husband, you know, some people will be told, bring blood, bring the status. You know, we get those confessions. So it's up wow. to the leaders in, <laughs> in our communities to teach other people that get what belongs to you. Don't be, because envy viciousness, all this other greed are the ones that lead people to end up doing because people are looking for power. You know, that's the whole thing. Uh, Humutso, thank you so much for sharing that. I tell you what, I have chills because from the way in which the stories are being related, it, it is evident that people you know, know a lot more about these things than obviously I do. And it really is chilling. But as most of you are saying, there is a need for education here. But we'll come back and we'll give our panel an opportunity to respond and also to take the last batch of calls. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the forum today this morning, we ask, how do we stop ritual killings in South Africa? And I just want to read uh, the last batch of uh, messages coming through. This one from Sarah. Sarah says, there is nothing religious about these killings. It's just plain satanic practices. And Tlantla and Mahikeng says, uh, maybe I joined uh, this discussion uh, late, but I just want, especially from the traditional healer, to know, uh, does witchcraft exist or uh, not uh, generally? And Tsepo and Jobak says, let us stop blaming the wrong people and institutions like the police and the courts. Ritual killers are our family members and relatives, and many are shielded by the very families. Families benefit from these terrible and evil practices. That's Tsepo in Johannesburg. Um, um, this one from uh, Maholele says, I believe the availability and demand by consumers is what makes uh, these ritual killings worse. And Godfrey says, Tanzania arrested over 
over 200 healers for muti killings of albinos. Can't South Africa learn from them and how they deal with these cases? And just a few more tweets. Uh, Vukile Dwati says, The lamentable ritual killing saga is perpetuated by irreverent and unscrupulous healers who disregard human life. There's clearly a market for body parts. And where is the demand and who are the suppliers? We can stop ritual killings through education. Both parties involved are misinformed, naive, and governed by a barbaric doctrine. And then uh, this one from um, an ant says, Muti killings is a crime. Uh, Tanzania kills albinos for Muti Asians involved in organ trafficking. Stop demonizing culture. Of the family, Mukele says, uh, failing to cure cancer and people dying because of chemo is the same as ritual killing. Anthropologists must help in these cases. Dumisan Nsengetwa's contribution, it uh, is an evil practice. Izinyanga must protect their dignity by reporting these cannibals that advertise themselves as healers. And then Mangaliso Ngobo says, ritual killers are perpetuated by ignorant and uninformed myths. Thank God what is happening in Tanzania is not happening here. Tsepiso Mokwetla says, what perpetuates this brutal act are the misconceptions and the myths that are polluting our communities, especially in the rural areas. Guguletu uh, Muti killings is just part of a resurgent mysticism and the spiritism of South Africa from charismatic churches to traditional healers. Sbusiso uh, Stix Mzila says, if we can remove pressure of instant gratification and glory, then the ritual killings will stop. And just a final one from uh, Kailiche Kumalo, who says, anyone found to have done ritual killings should be prosecuted, but the criminal justice system fails people and cases drag on way too long. So those are the contributions from our listeners this morning. Mam Pepsile, let me start with you in responding to some of uh, the comments that have been made. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Fatina. Thank you so very much from, I mean, to the listeners also. You know, <clears throat> I, from from what I've, I've from what you've been gathering from contributions of people, I'm, I'm picking up that this is indeed a very serious national question mm. that does not necessarily rest. The answers to this question does not necessarily rest with healers alone. It does not necessarily rest with the church alone. It does not necessarily rest with uh, the youth, the women, you know, and, and any other person. But also, it rests largely on the shoulders of politicians. Because no matter how much we can try, yes, listeners are saying we probably are not trying enough. Of course, if we are financial orphans as an organization, if we do not have enough financial you know, support, it is very difficult to embark on a, a vigorous campaign to eradicate these killings. You know, you, you need dedication from politicians. You need politicians that are going to go out and say, this is how we reinforce. Because not to say that you don't have policies and legislation that that supports, you know, the work that we do, which is, which is the ending of witchcraft-based violence. There are certain legislation. But then we need politicians that are going to do it. Currently, as I speak to you, <clears throat> we, have, we have launched um, a, 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 a review uh, campaign to review the, the Witchcraft Suppression Act of, of 1986, of 1965, to say, let us withdraw that, because it was premised from apartheid understanding of religion, particularly African religion, which said everyone that was not Christian, you know, is, is therefore, you know, a, a, a killer and, and, and is not, you know, and is not respectful of people's lives. So we said, let us, let us, let us review that so that at least we bring in 
a legislation that is going to have a greater understanding of, of what exactly happens on the ground. Now, that are going to say, let us speed that up. Because no matter how much pressure we can put, we are just an organization. Mm. But we need political pressure. And then second, we need dedicated programs that are going to go out, educate people from a very early age on the importance of human rights. We need people that are going to educate, we need to educate massively people on the importance of professionalism. You know, and we need to, to, more than anything else, we need to go into traditional healers themselves and say to them, if you want to be labeled and attached, you know, to a profession that is known to be professional, this is how you conduct yourself. That All cannot right. be done by THO alone. Media as well has to do that. Absolutely. Uh, Colonel Lampres, your parting shot? Well, I think a lot has been said and a lot of it is, is, is very sensible. I do think it's important that information be put out there for people. People be be educated on on what is right and wrong, although it is um, you know something that's logic to 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 other people. And um, for example, if you go in the big cities, you will find find lost lover leaflets and mm. remove curses mm. and penis enlargement. I mean, people laugh about it, but you will see that the the telephone numbers were removed. So obviously, they are making use of these services. And I also oh. would like to to urge people especially in the rural areas, when your cell disappears, inform the police as soon as possible. There is no waiting period before you report a child as missing. It is critical yeah. because we do find from time to time that these children are used for very, very bad purposes. Thank you so much to our guest this morning, uh, Colonel Ati Lamprecht, Commander of the Harmful Occult-Related Crimes at the South African Police Service, and uh, Mampepsi Lemaseko, who is a national coordinator of the Traditional Healers Organization and also an Inyanga herself. And uh, very, very chilling uh, revelations here this morning. And hopefully, as uh, Mampepsi Le says, education will take us a long way. And as Colonel Lamprecht was saying, if a child goes missing, there is no waiting period reported to the police immediately the forum at 8 on SAFM